It's first principles thinking. How do we get back to the roots of how a kid is successful when they leave the nest? This is it. We've, we've spent a lot of time and money as a society moving in directions that aren't directly impacting our kids' future for the better. Smart money. Hey guys, this is Scott. Welcome back to another episode of Smart Money Parenting. Today, we're going to switch things up just a little bit, and we're going to show you a recording from my co-author, Lee Benson. He and I wrote the book, Value Creation Kid, The Healthy Struggles Your Children Need to Succeed. And we did a deep dive into the book for our book launch. The book just hit um, Wall Street Journal bestselling list, and we've gotten a ton of great feedback on that recording. And so we thought, well, why don't we just give it out to the families for the Smart Money Parenting Show? So without further ado, we're going to bring you into a deep dive with Lee Benson and myself, Scott Donnell, and Carrie Oberbrunner, our publisher, talking to us about Value Creation Kid, what it means. And I want you just to listen to some of the mindsets and some of the some of the ways to make financial competency operational in the home. So you're going to get a lot of good uh, value today. And if you like the episode, please share it, um, send it out to somebody who needs to hear it and uh, enjoy. Hey, everybody. We are here. We are having a party. We're already having a good time. And I'm here with the amazing co-authors. I have Scott Donnell and I have Lee Benson. Guys, it's launch day. How you doing? Doing amazing. Absolutely amazing. Cheers. Oh, it's a huge oh. day. We're very excited huge over day. here. It is a huge day. We have people that are going to be popping on on so many channels. In fact, we do that on purpose. So even if you see the viewers, you're only going to see it on one channel. But here's where we got it going. We got it on Twitter. We got it on LinkedIn. We have it on YouTube. We have it on multiple Facebook groups. So people are starting to find it. They're starting to comment. We have Tanisha saying, hey, by the way, tell us where you're from, everybody. Um, here's your project manager, Travis. And we're just going to keep blowing this out. Uh, we're going to have giveaways today. So everybody listen, we're going to have the most engaged person is going to get a grand prize. So be ready. And uh, Scott, I'll tell you what, man, I was with you in um, Chicago yesterday. I saw you speaking to the world's top entrepreneurs on this topic. Um, Lee, this is your second book with us, man. We got so much to talk about, but Scott, let's do a first check in with you. How are yeah. you feeling, man? Feel good. Feel good. This has been a wild whirlwind week, man. I um, I just had a buddy I was on the phone with just before this. He was like, how do I get you to the next number one? Because we've already hit, what, four, three or four number ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, what's no. the next one? I was like, well, I think we hit family and development, family relationships. We hit the economics and the, the healing and spiritual. We hit, we hit all these categories. And uh, financial literacy is like the the core here. And so he said, right in the middle of the call, he goes, oh, by the way, I just he sent an email to 13,000 people. Oh, my gosh. Like just a few minutes ago. So oh my gosh. I it's love ripping. It. We're having fun. Um, I think people are really, really resonating here because, you know, financial competency yeah. is the biggest gap in education. Yep. It's not taught in schools. It's not taught at home. Parents yep. don't know how to teach this. And absolutely, yeah. you know, teachers feel unqualified and worried about if they misstep in this and kids don't learn about money through homework. They just don't. Mm -hmm. And it's, no. that's why people have been trying to do this for decades, but it's not moving the needle. And so 
you have to have a very specific way of doing it, which is why our book and the app and the gamification of all this actually gets kids across the line to, to break that generational poverty and to help parents who, who love this pass it on to their kids the right way so it sticks for life. It's so good. Lee, I knew you were, you only work with high level people. And I know you and your company were attracted to Gravy Stack. The book is really Value Creation Kid. There it is. There it is. And Lee gave away all of his copies already. So well, I, had, I, had a, I had a stack here and everybody that shows up at my home studio office wants me to give them one, sign one, go through it. So, and, and somebody else on this call uh, grabbed my last 25 and took them out. <laughs> His name is Scott, by the way. I grabbed <laughs> them all because I was going to this event, and they're all gone. They're all gone. Everyone just took them right away. Well, we got listen. The book, by the way, the book turned out beautiful. I mean, the color, the the imagery, the help, the 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 edgy subtitle, the healthy struggles your children need to succeed. I'll tell you what, Lee Benson. Those are fighting words in a lot of circles. Why is it uh, true, though? Yeah, the, the main reason that I'm involved with this project is to create sort of this environment within families where kids learn how to create value in the world. That's mm -hmm. it. You know, so financial competency is part of it, but creating value can be material value. It can be emotional energy value, which in my view is the scarcest commodity on the planet. And it can be spiritual value and it can be any combination in all those buckets. Mm -hmm. and, and the biggest challenge um, or opportunity, I would say, that we're trying to get at is that there are so many books and so many courses and so many videos that, hey, kids watch this and they think if they just watch that, it's going to be incredible. But what adults don't seem to understand or think about, at least the majority of them, is that if it took you more than 10 years to really understand something, how do you think you can explain that character and wisdom and experience into anybody else, let alone kids? Right. Wow. So what, what Scott and I have done here, we, we've come up with something called the gravy stack method with four components, value creation, how you talk about it in the family, getting everybody to understand that, getting them to understand that the purpose of an education is to create value in the world, not get a good grade, get a diploma, get a degree, get a job. And then second, house rules. What's your job for the family and everything that goes in there and how each other interact um, you know, within the family? And then third, financial competency. It really is kind of a foundation for maintaining a lifestyle to make the difference in the world, live the life you want over time. So everybody should launch into adulthood, in, in our view, that can think critically, they're financially literate, financially competent, as financially independent as they want to be. And then the fourth component is all about healthy struggle. Like understand, and, and you know, Scott and I talk about in the book, this value creation sort of journey or cycle. Yes. There's a healthy struggle to get a capability which builds confidence and don't stop there. Use that to actually create value in the world. Yes. And every single kid I talk to gets this. Even, even some kids that are, uh, you know, actually just new adults, you know, 19, 20, 21, they're writing it down. They're texting me, emailing me, talk more about this because I would ask the question. So, um, what, what's some capability you would like to have? And they almost always say, well, I've got a whole list of things that I, that I want. Well, okay, but what are the one, two, three max that you want to use to create value? Mm. So mm. it's going to be a struggle to get there. One kid I talked to recently, he wanted to get his real estate license. So he's 19. He's, I, mean, he's, I guess he's technically an adult. 
And I said, okay, well, there's going to be some struggle. You're, you're challenged taking tests and doing other things. But once you get that capability, your confidence grows and then you use it to create value. And he says, oh my gosh, you've completely changed my whole perspective and how I think about things. That was a 15 minute yeah. conversation. So what Scott and I believe we have here is something that will resonate in virtually every single family. And I am most interested in low income and middle income families. Yes, We get it right there. Everything goes. See, wow. Here's, here's the deal. It, parents that have money have no clue how to pass on these skills to their kids. Mm. We surveyed a thousand people and all thousand parents were like, I don't have a roadmap even mm. if my kids will listen in the first place. And then I know the schools aren't teaching it, but I don't know how to do it, yeah. right? And they're worried about spoiling their kids or making their kids become entitled, right? Yeah. Well, the, the parents that don't necessarily have the knowledge and they're maybe struggling to make ends meet, well, they have some shame or guilt or fear about trying to talk about, about these things with their kids. So then their kids don't get it either. And that's how the generational issues continue. Mm. So what we realize is if you can set up this gravy stack method system, value creation, house rules, financial competency, and healthy struggle. And so, by the way, healthy struggle is not trauma. It's not tough love. Mm. Keeping a deep relationship with your kids and helping them go through this cycle of healthy struggles to create capabilities, confidence, and more value in the world, it sets it up. It just sets it up. And it's also kid motivated. Mm. It's an intrinsic motivation because once it. they start building the capability and the confidence, they will move up. They will learn these things on their own with mom and dad so that there's none of that fear or shame or guilt or just ignorance. They don't know what to do. It's a simple roadmap for the entire family. And that's why I think this is really starting to rip. I mean, it's people are sharing it with everybody. Absolutely. It's resonating. And to, and to add to that, uh, unless you operationalize it within a family, make it how the family operates. I mean, really simply said there, um, everything else falls in the category of a motivational nudge. And mm. for a very small percentage of kids, that's going to probably work and shift them in a completely different, amazing direction. But for most kids, it won't. So the goal is create this environment where kids understand um, and eventually discover what their value creation superpower is. And that guides them in everything they learn and everything they do all the way towards, again, Scott and my goal, my, uh, goal here is to launch kids out of high school into these amazing adults that can think critically. Everything they do um, is all about creating better conditions to work, live, learn, and play for their family, their friends, the communities that they engage with. Imagine that. Mm. You know, I've always had this, you know, for decades now, this vision of if every person on the planet had one more unit of material value, emotional energy value, and spiritual value than they consumed, what would be different? Wow. Like it's just in incredible when you think about um, everything would be different. What the potential is here. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, listen, there is quite a buzz about this book already. You, you, you nailed it. I mean, you said <laughs> you can't get much better than that. Number one, number one, number one. And there's some that are even off the charts here. You, you, you cracked the top 100 of all books on Amazon, which is like every category. And there are millions and millions of books out there. Why do you think our world is, is kind of like waking up and saying, look, handouts are not the answer victimhood is not the answer i know you have a for arizona like you're in school systems why is there such a reception of this message 
Yeah, I uh, Lee, I'll go real quick, and you should talk about A for Arizona. Um, yeah. You know, we, my quick background, I've I've served over six million kids in the education system. We created the largest school fundraising franchise in America. So we've taught character and leadership and fitness for over a decade um, to tens of thousands of schools. And this was the biggest gap that we saw in the education system. Kids are not learning the core principles of value creation. Hmm. A lot of, like Lee said earlier, a lot of the education system is pass the test so that the teacher keeps their job, so that the common core standards are met, so that you can get a good grade, go to a good college, get a good degree, and then get a job, mm. and then repeat the cycle. That None of that is actually talking about how are we adding value to the world? How mm. are we using our gifts, our talents, our skills, my gifts and talents and skills to elevate myself and the people around me? That's yeah. why I think we have so much of these issues, so much mm. of the mental health issues in teenagers, so you know, trillions of dollars of student loan debt, you know, the country's in crisis, people are becoming polarized. And I think what happens is if you don't learn the capabilities and confidence, mm. you get stuck. Yeah. If you have high capability and high confidence by going through the healthy struggles to create mm. value, then you become what we call the value creation kid. That's the wow. upper right quadrant. Wow. If you if you have high confidence, but you don't have the capability that's an entitled kid. Yes. Right. If you have, maybe you have a lot of capability, but you don't have confidence. You know, yeah. I think of one of our closest friends, uh, their daughter's a teenage girl. She's extremely capable. Mm -hmm. Her confidence lacks. She's just timid. She's scared. She's nervous. Well, that's an anxious self-doubter category kid. Mm. So many kids fall into this. You know, it's like 60% of teenage girls have some sort of a mental health uh, anxiety or, or disorder right now. Um, if, and then if you don't have capability or confidence at all, you fall into our low quadrant, which is the lazy victim. Mm. That's a kid that will not go through the healthy cycle, the yes. you know healthy struggle cycle. And that kid will actually not start creating value. And then they will blame others later on in life. Mm. Not their fault. Somebody else didn't set them up right. Didn't teach them. So what we want to do is give kids the personal responsibility to start creating value everywhere around them. And the confidence they get from learning the capabilities sets them up for life. It sets them up for success. And then the parents have that roadmap, like we said earlier, in the home to just ignite the fire, if that makes sense. We're sure. teaching them how to have these conversations, how to set up the environment, how to set up the system for their kids to be creating this value. So that's why value creation kid which thanks to you for helping us name this correctly, value creation kid is the way to go. This mm. is, it's already changing thousands and thousands of lives. The people that are putting these systems in their home. That's right. So that's the goal. A couple things. Let's uh, go. Yeah. A for Arizona. Talk to us. Well, first I just, I wanted to add to that, you know, for new parents out there setting up a value creation environment in the household can start, well before kindergarten, you know, kids are around this or absorbing how people are talking about it. And then I encourage parents to think about this in their own lives. You know, my other business, my other book is all about um, helping organizations create more value in the world. It has to be win-win. Yes. And, and it works incredibly well. So 
if parents start thinking about this, um, what's my value creation superpower? How do I create value in the world materially, emotionally, and spiritually? Yep. It's the right mix and everything else that goes in there. They have to kind of go down this journey as well and discover their value creation superpower. So I think that I think that's really important. And then what ends up happening, and you know, Scott's talking a lot about this. Once the once the kids get into school and they start going through that K twelve journey, because they've made their primary motivation, drive, um, identity. I mean, just the value I create in the world. This is why I'm here. Mm. Oh, um, you know, spiritually, materially, emotionally, yes. whatever that is, and everything's win-win, no win-lose. You can't do that. They are so much more intrinsically motivated and not subject to, do people like me? Did I get enough TikTok likes? You know, all that kind yeah. of stuff, stuff that really doesn't matter because when that stuff's going on um, and they're creating value, is that, that's fine. It's just noise and they're, they're going forward, creating additional value. So I, I think that's, that's everything. Um, so for new parents, uh, you can't start too young in in my view. And then um, on the other side, what you're talking about with A for Arizona, Great Leaders, Strong Schools, Black Mothers Forum, and other nonprofits that are geared towards mm. uh, the K-12 journey in Arizona, we are all about creating better conditions for students to learn. Wow. And, you know, foundationally, um, you know, again, I go back to low and middle income families it's easy for Scott and I to have the resources to send kids, our kids anywhere, you know, to the best schools. The others can't. And so we've given away tens of millions of dollars in the last year and a half in, in innovation and transportation grants. So kids uh, don't only have the low performing school option down the street. It opens it up to five or more schools they can go to. We've done a lot of work at identifying the higher quality schools uh, that are out there. Um, a lot of money we poured into innovation and learning grants. And then how do we scale that in the state and, and let it go? So we, we didn't intend to be exporting this stuff uh, to other states right out of the gate, although we'd love it to go across the country. Several other states have been reaching out to us and we've been helping them implement the same policies, you know, get them wow. through the state legislatures and, and how to execute on transportation grants and everything else. And, and ultimately, I want to get to a place where we're influencing curriculum because we really cared about kids. We teach them life skills. Mm. And, and when you look at all the money collectively across the country that's poured into education, the more money we put in, because the answer seems to be more money will solve it. Mm. It's almost directly proportionate to how much worse everything's getting on average wow. you know, going across. What if we took a giant chunk of that and threw it into parent education and mm. got more involved? What would be different there? Right. So there, there's so much work to do. Uh, this is a long game that I'm playing. And, you know, I, I always sort of say in a joking way, but I'm, I'm pretty serious. Actually, I, I love dystopian future movies. It's super entertaining. I'm a sci fi fan. But if we go down the wrong road long enough, uh, Scott and I will be living in that as we slow down. Wow. I want that. I mean, the kids today are going to be running the world that we slow down in. I don't like retiring. I don't. That's not a concept I understand. Um, but I want it to be amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah. So selfishly, I'm doing all of this because I want a better world for myself, my family, my friends uh, to interact with out there. Mm. This book is practical wisdom. Like yeah. this is, I think Dan Sullivan said this one time, and this is why I'm so proud of Value Creation Kid. Mm. He said, the best books on earth take ancient wisdom that everybody forgot. Wow. Wow. And they move them back to the forefront. And that's what this is. It's first principles thinking. 
How do we get back to the roots of how a kid is successful when they leave the nest? This mm. is it. We've, we've spent a lot of time and money as a society moving in directions that aren't directly impacting our kids' future for the better. Right. So value creation kid, I mean, we laugh. We wish that capitalism was actually called value createism. Mm. That's what it is. The economy is driven and growing by value being created. Mm. It's not just material value, like Lee said earlier. Material value comes from what you create and produce in the world. But there's more value to be created. Emotional energy value, like, like Lee said, is how you think, how you feel, your mindsets, and how you help other people elevate their emotional state. That is a critical value add in the world. And then on top of that, spiritual value is pretty simple. How can you connect others to something greater, right? Whether, you know, obviously I'm a man of faith. God is big for me. I want to lift other people up. But you know what else was an increase in spiritual value? Mm. We said we're going to put a man on the moon and return him safely in the 60s. The entire world got together and said, let's do it. Everybody was aligned when you can or, or any nonprofit locally in your neighborhood or your community is adding spiritual value to the people around you. It connects them to purpose. It gives you true joy, not just momentary happiness. That's what we're talking about. And so when a kid can have a lens mm. to look at the world around them, starting at home, how can I make my parents' lives better? How can I make my life better? What can I do around my community, my neighborhood, with my grandparents, with next my friends to add value? You know, last week we were with the great Sharon Lecter. She was over at Lee's house with a few of us, and we were talking about this the national state of financial literacy. You know, she's on every board you can imagine. She was asked by Obama and Bush to run mm. financial literacy standards. And she's been beating this drum for 30 years, and she basically helped pass the torch to us. She's like, you guys, I think, have, with Gravy Stack and this method, the first way to go grassroots up, kids up, not system down, not school system down. You're wow. going kids, families and that will transform the world. Mm. She said something very interesting there. Um, she said when her dad put her to bed every night, yep. he would ask one question. What value did you create for someone today? Gee, that's good. And that has stuck with me ever since she said it every day. I'm like, that's what I'm going to start asking my kids. That's wow. what I'm going to start asking other people. That is a powerful statement. And if you know her life, She's, I would put her as the goat. Like she is probably one of the top voices for financial literacy in the world over the last several decades. And if, if, if she was developed that way and she turned into who she is now at, you know, in her late seventies and eighties, imagine what we can do if millions of kids are raised this way. Mm -hmm. Think about that for a minute. Gee, well, I got to show the page. You you have this thing called the Igniter page. And I'm telling you, the amount of quality of people that ha have really gotten behind this. How 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 and why do you think? And this is just starting, but I mean you have you have Jim Quick, you know, you have John Rulin. I mean, you you have all these men and women, you know, all different races. Um Dave Asbury, you know, it's just amazing. Why are all these people jumping on board over this topic? I think it's because nobody knows what to do. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, here's a fun example. Chase Bank spent $300 million last year on financial literacy. Did you ever hear about it? 
Mm. It was a PR move. Okay. Mm. No one knows how to crack this nut. And so with what we're doing, all the people that you saw on those pages, most of them have kids Mm. and nieces and nephews and grandkids. Like they're like, we desperately need to fix this one. So they are jumping. I haven't had anybody say no. They're like, how do I help? Who do I send it to? I mean, Chris Voss is a great example. Yesterday we saw him in Chicago. He's got the best-selling book, Never Split the Difference. He's the world's most experienced hostage negotiator. He's impacted tens of millions of people. He walked up to me, said, what do I do? How do I help? Who can I send this to? Tell me blank slate. How do we do this? This is one of the most important things for the next generation. It's that kind of energy. I I can't explain. You were there the last couple of days. It was amazing. Top entrepreneurs in the world, they went crazy for this. Everybody was buying dozens and dozens of books for all their friends and all their nieces and nephews and grandkids and siblings and relatives because they're like, yep, this is the way to go. And so I think we just, we struck a nerve yeah. that people yeah. really resonate with because well, it's, it's going the wrong way right now. If you haven't yeah, he, he, I alluded to it earlier, but here's the big thing that I believe everyone is missing. Okay. You know, I've talked to so many authors, uh, wonderful people like Sharon Lecter and others that have spent some of them decades putting tools together, working mm-hmm. with kids, but all of their stuff in my view at best is a motivational nudge. Unless you operationalize this, so this is the environment that kids are in, they're not going to discover their value creation superpower. Um, these tools are all amazing that these people have, but they need to be introduced in that environment appropriately so over time they figure it out. That's what they miss, like completely miss it. So I, I've, in my you know various companies, I've employed um, thousands of people over the years. And we as leaders, when you run a company, we create the environment from which everybody creates value. And, and I, it was amazing to watch in the right environment, over 80% of the people will discover their value creation superpower and act like a CEO of their own role. 20% to varying degrees won't. There's a small percentage that does nothing. But if we just do motivational nudges with kids, we're going to get 5%, maybe at most 3% that it really changes their lives because they got a book by one author or something along those lines. But we create the right environment. And, and they're consistently being exposed to this concept of value creation and the healthy struggle sort of value creation cycle that we've been talking about, we'll get to over 80% of the kids. That's the difference. So everybody wants it. It's easy to talk about. That's the biggest thing that they're missing. They're not operationalizing it. And adults that say they get it, I watch some of those adults in their companies. And when they go through a healthy struggle for an adult to, to be able to create more value, something isn't going like they want, they're not embracing the struggle and say, oh my gosh, this is great. When I come out the other side, I'm going to be able to create so much more values. A lot of times they act like victims. And those are the same people that are saying, wow, this makes so much sense. I want my kids to do it because I think they believe if I just tell my kid this, they'll instantly be that person. So I can't mm-hmm. stress it enough. Operationalizing value creation in the family is the single biggest missing piece. And it's missing in most organizations. Yeah. You just nailed it, Lee. I mean, operationalizing is the key. This is why we say roadmap. Like it's it's a roadmap. Like it's a set it, you don't forget it, but you set it and you go roadmap. There's in fact, there's been several comments as I'm kind of looking through this, yeah. Lee and Carrie. Mm-hmm. People are like, I got older kids. Why didn't you launch Paul? I saw that. Why didn't yeah. you launch this before my kids graduated? Um, <laughs> you know, I have a 15 and a 21 year old. What do I do? There, you're never too late to start. You're a parent until that kid, till you die. Okay. So that's the, that's the goal. And if you have older kids, 
you know, high school and older, give them the book, yeah. let them read the book. You know, I would actually advise you go into the gravy stack app that's launching as we speak the banking and investing app for kids and teens. That's what Lee and I have been developing with our team for the last two years. It's the world's first bank account for kids that actually teaches them financial competency through a hundred games wow. and real life challenges. That's why we're doing this. Gravy Stack is that automated roadmap and the book is all of the principles and philosophies behind Gravy Stack, the app. Mm. So get, get the app. And start creating the home economy right now to teach them the gigs, get them their accounts, get them their debit card, they're investing, they're saving, they're sharing, they're spending accounts and set up gigs. That's the home economy. And then add a brain gig. A brain gig is something they use their brain to earn money with and give them the book to read. If they're in middle school, high school and beyond, give them the book to read as a challenge inside the app and let them learn this and have these conversations with them together. The more you, you, the kid doesn't have to live in your home even, you know, there's a lot of people that bought our book that are co-parenting, their kids graduated, the kids might not live in their house all the time. That's the time to start having these great conversations. Yeah. Here's what mom and dad are thinking of investing in. What do you think? Here's where we want to, here's where I'm thinking about donating to create value for our community. What do you think about this? Is this a good idea? Is there a better one? Like, have money conversations, have value creation conversations with your kids. And when you focus on that as your lens, then the kids will thrive that so much faster than any other way of going about it. Yeah. Well, and something to really think about here is being comfortable with the concept of healthy struggle, right? So yeah. I, I talked to a parent recently and she's got a couple of uh, teenage daughters and she says she absolutely loves this concept. Um, you know, I've talked to her a lot about the book and what we're doing, and, and she has it. And then in the very next couple of sentences, she's talking about her daughter and how she's trying to explain something to her because she doesn't want her to have to go through what she went through. So completely missed the concept, wow. right? So yeah. I, I can't, you know, I, I don't think Scott and I can stress this enough. Be comfortable with healthy struggle. Let them bounce off the walls. You know, I love the way Scott says it. Um, they should never forget that we love them. They just, shouldn't. that's unconditional. Yeah. And we want you to be this amazing value creating adult. So this is part of the journey and this is our job. And this is the system that we've set up and how the mm -hmm. household runs to make that go. Uh, but adults that say they get it because it probably took them 40 years to go, oh, wow, this concept makes so much sense. It wouldn't have made sense when they were a kid think, okay, great. We're just going to go do this and they can't do it themselves. So wow. So that's the thing. We, we really got to think about that concept. Be comfortable with healthy struggles. So what, what would you add to that, Scott? Because that, that's like yeah. such an important part here. Every parent out of love, they say, I just want to make sure my kids don't have to go through what I had to go through. Mm. I just want to make sure I can give my kids all the opportunities I never had. I want to buy the things for my kids that I didn't get growing up. Well, how do you think you became you? Like mm. you have to go, pressure builds diamonds and you have to go through healthy struggles on the other side of pain is the lesson, right? Yeah. And you can do it in a loving, deep, trusting environment with a great relationship with your kids. In fact, families that go through healthy struggles together and set up that environment have a deeper relationship. Wow. They have a more trusting relationship. There's no more of the dependency, the bribery for love, the coercion. Okay. Um, the bank of mom and dad shuts down instead of rolling on into the 20s and 30s, okay? 
or even 40s for God's sakes. But if you can have that lens, mm. every decision you make as a parent, say to yourself, will this help my kid add value to the world? Mm. Material, emotional, or spiritual? Will this decision we have to make add value or not? Right? Wow. That will help you guide you as you decide when do I step in? When do I not? It's great. Do I let them try this new thing? Do I not? What are our family missions and values? Like Donald's, we're the Donald's. Donald's overcome. Donald's do hard things. Donald's leave things better. It's our That's our number one value as a family. Mm. Donald's always leave things better. That is creating value. It was the it was a simple way to explain it to our two, four, six-year-olds, right? Yeah. We leave things better. We're going to clean the rooms before we leave, make them better than when we got there. We're going to make sure our friends feel better after we leave them than when we were started being with them. We're wow. going to make sure that our community is better for having a Donald be a part of it. Our sports teams are going to be elevated by having a Donald be a member of that team. We want other parents to want their kids to be at our house because whoever's going to be around a Donald is, is adding value. It's adding value to their life after they're yeah. done. That's, so That's good. the point. Okay. Yeah. So in the book, you, uh, by the way, I love it read every single word. Uh, I love the part about your family with your distant relative who cuts off his hand and throws it on an island to claim it first. I mean, there's some there's some awesome stuff in this book. Lee, I love the story about you with the um, you know struggle of being on stage with a, a famous rock musician. Bye. Um, I mean, it's just a great book, but you also dip into cybersecurity protocol and I, I i read it i'm like wow so i mean this book in fact i want to take you into the table of contents folks this is the beauty of this amazon thing here we can click look inside and i like to do this with authors i like to go inside the actual book and let's take a look and and you kind of walk me through what um i think we have the look inside feature yeah we do so let's talk about the table of contents and and what are what are people going to get? Why did you write it as part one, part two, part three? Let's talk about that. Yeah. So when you go in the book, we have uh, my favorite quote to launch the book is Albert Einstein. Strive not to be a success, but rather to be a value, right? Mm. That launches the whole book. It's such a brilliant, simple statement that everyone missed. Mm. And we have three parts of the book. Okay. Part one is the challenge. How to start the creation, the value creation journey early. Mm -hmm. And struggle does not equal trauma. That's, That's a critical piece here yeah. that Lee was explaining. We're not talking about tough love. We're not talking about passing on neglect and abuse and like struggle isn't, you're not supposed to imprint trauma on your kids. That's not what a healthy struggle. That's why we call it healthy struggle. Mm. But we, in the book, we have over 90 healthy struggles outlined that are not taught in schools that kids need for life, right? Wow. So wow. then we go into part two, which is the gravy stack method, which are the four categories we that Lee outlined earlier. Value creation, house mm -hmm. rules, financial competency, and then the healthy struggles that kids need to succeed. Hmm. And then last but not least, part three is the reward. So hmm. the, the benefit to you, to you, your community, your family, and the world by having this mindset and setting up this environment. And it is... Uh, healthy communities solve for the most problems, best value wins. 
and then building a clear picture on what's possible. So trusting the work and continually um, opening up to bigger possibilities. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is the setup and the, the table of context for value creation kit. Love it. And I would say for, you know, for all the parents out there that are reading this book or watching this, whether your kids are young, uh, teenagers, uh, they're, they're adults now, uh, you know, think about the value creating adult you want them to be. You know, if they're in the K-12 journey or even before that, what are all the things that you're doing uh, or can do in, in terms of setting up these healthy struggles for them to build capability and, and create more value that will launch them into the adults that you want? I mean, they're this is your time to create this environment to make these amazing humans that go into adulthood. What do you want? You know, Scott and I have explained what we're shooting for, you know, value creation adults that are totally self-reliant. Uh, they make a difference in the world. Everything is win-win. They make, they make things better, mm. but, but work backwards from that. I, th I think that's, um, that's, that's really important to think that way. And, and is this struggle, is this environment we have helping them with that and going that direction? And Scott and I believe we have something here that is so simple to implement in a family. It'll actually save time. Wow. It'll save time because most, most, um, especially low income families, I hear it all the time. They're working two or three jobs, each parent mm. to try, try to make um, ends meet. We don't have time for anything else. This will actually save time. Everybody understands what their job for the family is. You're not constantly reminding people what's going on. And as a family, you're talking about, um, you know, as a family unit, collectively creating more value over time. This saves a ton of time once you get it going. And so how much, how much time, how much time do parents spend on discipline, mm. behavior, um, fighting, yeah. problems in school, problems in sports, problems with friends? Yeah. It's like triage. Trust me, I've got four, right? Yeah. It's triage. And little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. Wow. Okay. This is a system to root out and weed out those issues. Okay. Once you create the value creation mindset in a kid, it becomes a self-managing family. Mm. You know, okay. I, have a, I have a very good friend, Chad Johnson. Lee knows him well. Yeah. Chad Johnson is, uh, he's in, some of his stories are in the book and he is, he's got 11 kids, okay. Gee. Ages nine to 26 and five grandkids. He is, um, kind of my mentor in family. Okay. He's been coaching families for, uh, 15 years and his family is easier to run than having one kid. Those are his words. He has been, uh, applying these rules that are in value creation kid to his entire family. Yeah. They have the system set by the time that his kids are eight to 10 years old, they're helping with all the other kids. Explain that, that boot camp that he does with them. Yeah. It's in the book, all the boot camps that he does. He trains his kids as like, I don't, you know, you ever, you ever wondered, what do I talk about at dinner real quick? What do I talk about with my kids right now? He has, and we have a huge list of like 40 of them in the book. Just go through the boot camps. How does our family operate in a grocery store? How does our family plan for a trip and unpack when we're done? How does our family act in an airport? How do we act when we step into someone else's home? Wow. How do you tie a tie and tie a shoelace? How, car maintenance, for, good, for goodness sakes. Like the list is endless mm. of ways that kids can learn to add value. And so in the book, we talk about this. Discipline is actually a lack of training when you see it. Most of our time with our kids where we're dealing with behavior and discipline it comes stems from a lack of training. 
So their family has operationalized how to create value so well that the mm. behavior issues are nil. Wow. Like they have really been able to train them. Mm. Like I wish my kids could just hang out with the Johnsons as much as possible. We love being around them. We ski yeah. together. We try to get up as much as we can. It's just incredible. The, the, mm. the sweet, I, I've heard this said, the sweet aroma when you walk into a home, I believe that that sweet aroma is a value creation family. Mm. Always leaves things better. That always knows how to make someone materially, emotionally, and spiritually better. That is the sweet aroma. So yeah, think, think about, yeah, think about how much time that will save. But but even more, how much more positive emotional energy would that create? Wow. And the, re the reason I think it's the scarcest commodity on the planet is I'd rather live half a normal life with my emotional energy on nine or ten than a full life with it on one or two. Yeah. But this is this is so different than what the world is offering. I, I was looking on my Twitter feed yesterday and there's uh, somebody ranting about how their young child spilled popcorn all over the airplane and the stewardess asked the adults to clean it up. And the and the and the person was like, what gives her the right to do this? Like, but that's the difference. You know, you you would say the value creation kid, the parent wouldn't do it. The kids would get get down there and do it. But it, it's so foreign for adults yeah. even. Yeah. Yeah, we all have kids that come visit us with our friends. And some of them are just amazing. And they really do leave things better. Can I help with dishes after dinner and that kind of stuff? Wow. And I've got other friends that come over. And kids are lovely, lots of potential. But they're a tornado. And I spend an hour cleaning up after the wake of disaster when they went yeah. through the house. Yeah. And, and and so what, you know, what is the difference? So for all those parents that say, I don't have time for this, we're too busy. If you want to continue a very reactive household to all mm. this stuff going on um, over a proactive value creation household where emotional energy rises, keep doing it. But this is a better way and it's really easy to implement. I, I love this book. You know, Scott, tell that story about when you won the award for being the slowest kid. <laughs> on your baseball team, which is a healthy struggle, which I see today, there would have been all kinds of parents who like- Fire the coach. Fired. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? How did you improve? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't grow up in a home where I got saved every time something went wrong. Um, I grew up in a home that was like, all right, how are we gonna create value out of this? Simple as that. And that's probably why, why I'm sitting here today. Mm. Uh, lots of parents try to fight to get their kid the A, even though the kid didn't deserve it. Lots of parents help the kid with the science fair project just so it looks cool in front of their friends. They fix their homework for them. Mm -hmm. They fight to get them playing time. Um, I had a friend and it was ridiculous. The mom fired the driver's ed coach because her daughter failed the test. Okay. Wow. Like that doesn't help. That's not a healthy struggle. That is fixing and causing dependence. Mm. So when I was in uh, freshman year, freshman or sophomore year in high school, I was like the last kid to hit puberty. And um, I was, uh, I got the award for being the slowest kid on the team. That was my award in front of like 200 parents and all the kids. And I was young. It was like, oh, it hurts so bad. It yeah. so bad. And obviously my parents were pissed too. I was like such a yeah. dirty move. And I got, I bad like a 520 RBI, <laughs> like batting average. Like I crushed it. So it was frustrating. And I went home and I was just miserable. And my dad was like, you want to fix this? 
to be miserable. And I was like, what do you mean? It's like, mm. well, how, what do you want to be next year? I was like, I want to be the fastest kid. He's like, all right. Went out on the backyard. We found a 75 or 100 pound log, drilled a hole in it, put a harness on it. And we lived near the beach, actually up on Woodby Island up in Washington. And he said, every day, you're going to run down the beach and back, towing this big old log. Wow. I did it for the whole year. And the next year, I was the fastest kid on the team, like our second fastest behind Adam Diaz, the kid who was... Uh, Usain Bolt's son. Yeah, basically Usain Bolt's son. It helped that I hit puberty too, but at the same time, like that trained me. Wow. Right? Whenever my grades started to struggle, I would immediately go to the teacher and say, how can I add the most value? Mm. What exactly do you need in this class? Yeah. And I always got the A. Wow. Right? I got, so I was literally, I was like valedictorian in high school, president's cup, top kid in university, mm. uh, master's program, student of the year in the Texas business hall of fame. And I'm not that smart, man. I just knew how to add value for the teacher and the class. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Lee, you tell a story. And again, folks, the reason why, I mean, you can tell I love this book. I'm not having notes here. I remember it all because they they write brilliantly. They tell stories, but then they also link it to case studies. But Lee, you you had a tough childhood where I think at the age of 18, you had your own apartment or maybe 17 and you were working in the kitchen and you worked your way up, but you, you learned through healthy struggle, these things, can you give us a little bit of window into that? Yeah, for, first, I think a really great question for your kids along the way is, what kind of adult would you like to be? And, mm -hmm. and I've, I've spoken to thousands of high school kids about the virtues of entrepreneurship and, and, and you know, creating jobs. Anybody that creates a job is a hero of mine. And I ask questions like, do you feel better about yourself when you're self-reliant or dependent? And there's not even a microsecond um, delay, self-reliant, like they all want to be that. Mm. So get them owning into the intrinsic motivators of being the kind of adult that you've had a discussion with them about being about. So I think that's great. And then and then the boot camp and all the things to get there. So let's just rack and stack this stuff and start marching in that direction. It's an easy way to, to sort of plan it. Um, but for me, and, and kind of going back to the value creation cycle, healthy struggle, build the capability, um, gain confidence, use that to create value. So by the time I'm six, seven years old, I'm pulling weeds in neighbor's gardens. It's mm. not family, it's not friends. These are people asking me. And of course, back then it's a quarter, an hour. And right. I talked about this in the book, but that led to shoveling snow and then a paper route, then four paper routes, then a dishwasher, a busboy, a cook. And by the time I was kicked out of the house, the beginning of my senior year, so I'm 17, and and uh, it was a non-event. I slept one night in my truck that I purchased with my own money uh, the year before. And I had an apartment with a roommate the next night. Uh, back then, you'll get a kick out of this. A two-bedroom, two-bath apartment was $235 a month. Woo! It's <laughs> six bucks an hour. I could easily afford that. And I'm playing now in clubs at rock and roll bands and making a lot of money that way, too. So wow. what, it, what it taught me is that I, I had, a, had an environment at home that was toxic and dangerous. Mm. And I don't blame my parents or anybody. They couldn't raise themselves, let alone the five of us kids. Mm. So I totally got that. It was never about me, right? And I used all of those struggles, even though some of them are pretty unhealthy, to create even more value in the world and how we interact with others and how we understand and, and help them through similar situations. Mm. But it's a non-event for me just to keep creating value. And I believed I could literally do anything I wanted to do. 
put myself through my senior year in high school, went to a community college after that, mainly because I thought I was supposed to, when I'm just figuring stuff out. Yeah. Um, but it, it's incredible when you get kids or anybody on this value creation cycle wheel, um, once they learn to trust the work, like, oh my gosh, this is really hard, but I've done it five or six times now. I know I, it builds confidence in, in yes. running, running into the struggle, if you will. So, so that, that carried me through it. And I have siblings that didn't get through it so well because they didn't jump on any kind of value creation cycle at all. Yeah. Um, but every single kid that I see that's learned to hustle and get on this wheel, um, it's, it's incredible. And real quick here. So one of the things I absolutely love about what Scott's done, um, a previous company that he founded apex that helped millions of kids raise money for school programs. And then, and then Scott's part of founding the, um, children's business fair. So I think they age out around 13, uh, where they go sell their stuff. And then I'm, I want to fill the gap between there and my CEO groups that I run. So I run execute CEO mastermind groups yeah. and, and they're limited to eight, but what, what about in the middle of it? And so we're putting our first group together of six kids have already gotten traction between that 13 and graduating high school. They've got two or three years of increasing revenue. So we're going to put together uh, groups of kids in these junior CEO mastermind groups to help them create value significantly faster. Wow. They already have the most valuable thing. Like Scott and I invest in early stage companies. There's a reason why 90% of them fail because they didn't prove product market fit before they took all of our money and, and built it and hoped they would come. These kids already have traction. Over 90% of them will get there. Mm. And I'm going to love making micro investments in these kids and helping them and going along. So my, my vision is for every single group that I have and all of the certified folks running groups, each one of the members of those CE groups, CEO groups is, is managing a kid group of six to eight. Nice. So imagine the, the dent that could make in things in a really positive way. This is, it's exciting. So, that's so I, I've been doing the same thing too. You know, I just use the principles of the book and every month, a bunch of young guys come over you know, right out of high school, 21 years old, they come over, we round the campfire and we talk for two hours. And it's just picking my brain on so everything good. that creates value. That is a great way to impact the next generation. It's all the principles in the book. So good. Let's wrap up here. Uh, we have just about three more minutes, but let's talk a little bit about the big vision. So if somebody just joined us, they're catching the last few minutes. Folks, we're talking about the bestseller value creation kid comes out today already dominating lists all over the world. It's in audio, ebook, hardcover, softcover. So the book comes out, but it's paired with the Gravy Stack app. Yep. And the Gravy Stack app is launching worldwide. And then you have this podcast. Smart Money Parenting. Smart Money Parenting. So it's like the trifecta of all um, domination here. But what, what's the goal? If we, if we have this chat in three months or three years, what do you hope happens? Yeah. So um, the goal is to launch a significantly higher percentage of young people into the world to create value, mm. really change the next generation forever. And our mission at Gravy Stack is to create 50 million financially competent kids ready to succeed in the real world. And as Lee said, to be as financially independent as they want to be, as many of them want to, be, everyone wants that but it's how do I get there? And mm -hmm. so Gravy Stack is the world's first banking and investing app for kids and teenagers ages eight to 18. But the only way to teach a kid about money 
is through fun and real world experience with real money. You have to teach them. You can't homework your way to financial literacy. It does not work. This wow. is why the school systems have failed this. So we created this bank account for kids and teens with a hundred games that helps them become financially competent. And those games are not video games. Those games are puzzles and mini games where they compete with friends and a bunch of real life challenges for them to learn everything about saving, spending, sharing, investing, earning, protecting mm. their online security, borrowing, creating value, skills, and traits. And so it's a really fun, intrinsically motivated way for kids to create a grassroots movement to mm. launch themselves into the world to be financially competent. And the parents get to come along for the ride and secretly learn along the way, right? Wow. Um, and that's why the book has the gravy stack method inside of it. It's the principles and philosophies behind the app. So all of the thinking of the app is in this book. And then the Smart Money Parenting Show, which just hit number two worldwide for families uh, about a week and a half ago. That is out. I'm doing that with Chad Willardson, author of Smart Not Spoiled. He's also on um, our team with Lee. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've got an incredible team of people that are going to get this out to the world. So the app, uh, it launches in the next few days. So you can join the wait list at gravystack.com. You can also just read the book and you'll see the systems that are behind it. And you'll get a long ways with by just by reading the book. That is amazing. And, and, and next level, I want to see 50 million in climbing value creation families mm, out there. Yes. And Scott and I have given all the tools to put this in the family, uh, the, the whole methodology, if you will, to, to make this a living, breathing thing. And then Scott and the team have done a great job developing tools to make it even easier. So the Gravy Stack app and uh, the the communities that that we're putting together, it'll make it easier for you to go even faster. Wow! And I love I love what you also said. An example, and we'll we'll land the plane here in about two minutes. But even like a grandparent who says, "Gee, I wish my kid would read that one book that I know is going to help them," they could go into the app and create a brain gig and the kid could read the book and then get paid. I mean, that's yep. crazy. We've thought of almost everything to help a kid become financially competent value creation kids. Wow. And the, like, you know, we have 30 patents on the app, by the way, we're, we're, we're not just helping families. We're reinventing the banking system. So <laughs> why do you have checking accounts? If no kid's ever going to write a check, Carrie, mm, I don't know. Nobody looks at their monthly statements. Why are they baked in secretly? It's because banks make money when you're bad at banking and you're not financially competent. Wow. So our bank for kids and their families is actually creating the entire system. We have the money machine, yeah, which shows the flow of all their money into their save, spend, and share accounts, auto-transferred through an animated video and all of these characters that help them learn the principles of value creation. And then there's a whole home gig system where kids learn how to set the expectations from mom and dad of what I do in the home for free. My expenses that I'm in charge of covering, which parents start setting up for them, and then their extra pay, the, the home gigs, the ways they can earn money to cover those expenses. That's how financial literacy starts. That's how you teach value creation. So the app has it all automated. The, the map is in the book, Value yep. Creation Kid. Yep. And we're not going to stop till we hit 50 million families. So this is a long-term goal for us, but anybody that wants to help us, please go to gravystack.com slash igniter. Yes. If you want to be, you know, interview me, interview Lee, if you want to share it out to your lists, get the word out, 
you can go to gravystack.com slash igniter and sign up and join us and become one of our financial literacy ambassadors with that list of folks that are already in. So good. Folks, I believe they're going to achieve it. The book comes out today. The app comes out next week. Tag a parent, share it. I think you also have um, some great bonuses and I know that they can get those also just go to gravystack.com and you'll be part of the community. They have a parent elite community. They've even thought about, should we have allowances and our allowances actually toxic? Are they negative? And so you guys have thought of everything. I'm so honored to be your publisher and uh, go to gravystack.com, get your copies today. It's 99 cents ebook. The audiobook is killer. The paperback hardcover Scott Lee, big congrats to you. Thanks so much, Carrie. And thanks for helping us with the book, man. It was awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, make it a great day. We'll see everybody. It takes more than money. If you want to succeed, you got to know what to do with it. You got to take the lead. got to give them confidence. You got to make them smart. If your kids are going to thrive, now's the time to start. Smart Money. Parenting.